Welcome to the Mustang UMC podcast recorded each Sunday morning during our 8.30 and 10.50 a.m. services. We invite you to join us in praise and worship during that time, and our hope is that this podcast serves as an encouragement for you and for your family in your daily life. We do invite you to remain standing for the reading of God's Word as we believe that the Bible matters here and that His Word um, is not just true about things that have happened, but it's true for us here today. And so today's scripture comes from Ephesians chapter 4, verses 17 through 32, and I'll be reading from the New Living Translation today. With the Lord's authority, I say this, live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. But that isn't what you learned about Christ. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all parts of the same body. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry, for angry gives the devil a foothold. If you are a thief... Quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for good, hard work, and then give generously to others in need. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, He has identified you as His own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption." Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. You all may be seated. Let us pray. And so, Lord, we do pray for your goodness, your faithfulness, your love. Lord, we we hear these words, and at times they resonate as being harsh or hard, but Lord, we know that your word is true, and it's good for us. So Lord, may your goodness meet us here. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Well, I I remembered when when I played sports, one of the things, especially as I got a little bit older, was I wanted to make sure that I I looked good in my uniform. Uh, The the first step to play, uh, to playing good is looking good, right? You need to walk out there and you need to feel confident. Yeah, I can can handle this. There's something about the right pair of clothes in the right moment in the right space that just gives you a sense of confidence, right? Um, It may be your favorite shirt or, um, you know, that you just know that whenever you dress in your Sunday best or a uniform when you go to work, that as you put those on, um, that there's a, a sense of confidence of like, yes, this feels good, and, and, and that I am ready to go with whatever is going to be in front of me. And so, um, kids, in box one, I invite you to draw yourself in your favorite outfit or your favorite shirt. What is your favorite piece of clothing um, that you have? 
And as I was thinking about this idea of like what it is that we wear, I, I sort of thought, uh, change your clothes, change your life. And I, uh, um, and I thought, surely I'm not the first person to think of that. And sure enough, there's a book called Change Your Clothes, Change Your Life. I haven't read it. I'm not recommending it. I just thought, of course it's there. Um, there's a, a, a TED Talk called Change Your Closet, Change Your Life. And there's this idea that, that people are selling that if you, if you change what you wear, that you can change your life. But actually, it's also a metaphor that is used throughout Scripture, but it's used here today in the Scripture that we read, that, that we need to change our appearance, that, that this is a metaphor of changing the way that we live. And so in our Scripture, you heard this, throw off your sinful nature and put on your new nature. There's this idea of, of changing clothes, of, of throwing off that which is old and instead putting on that which is new. And so this text in Ephesians chapter 4 um, is followed a couple chapters later with um, what specifically Paul says to put on, which is the armor of God. And, and we talked about that um, earlier this spring, the different levels about what it means with the, the helmet and the belt and the shoes and all these different things that you can go back and, and you can listen to that sermon series. Um, they're all online. And, and it's this idea of putting on the things of God and taking off the things of God this world. But it's not that easy, right? And it's not that easy with our own clothes. Um, how many of you, and I'm sure it's all of us, have that old dirty sweatshirt, all right, that is super comfy, but is at the, I'm not talking about anything anybody's wearing in here. I'm just saying, you know, that um, this, there's this old dirty sweatshirt or a pair of sweats. They got holes in them. They've got stains in them. I was going to bring one, but I thought, I'm, you guys don't want to see that. Like, it's just right? We all have that thing that's in our closet that we just can't get rid of. It just fits so well. It's just nice and comfortable. And, and, and when nobody's around, we're still going to pull it out and we're just going to sit in our comfy yet dirty clothes. And this is what happens with people is, is that we, we don't get rid of things. We may throw them off, but we leave them hanging in the closet. And at different times and in different moments, we put them back on. And what's interesting to me about this scripture, and one of the things that we talked about as a staff, was that Paul was talking to the church in Ephesus, and these are people who knew Christ and who knew of Christ and were taught well in Christ, all right? He said, but this isn't the truth you learned about Christ, since you have heard about Jesus and learned the truth that comes from him, is that these negative behaviors are done not by people who aren't Christians, but they are being done by people who are in the church. And this is what it says about those people. It says that, um, that it talks about don't be like the Gentiles who are hopelessly confused. It says they are full of darkness. It says they wander from the life that God gives. They're closed-minded. They have hardened hearts against God. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasure and purity. They are corrupted by lust and by deception. And that all these behaviors, all these um, th stuff that is part of our old sinful nature needs to be thrown off. And, and, and I just almost imagine like this dirty pile of clothes that, that, that need to be shed and need to be gotten rid of and not left in the closet somewhere. And so kids in box two, I'd invite you to draw a picture of a, a dirty clothes pile, all right? Um, because this is all these things that are inconsistent with God. They, they can just... They can just stack up and then they can stink, right? Um, and, and it becomes more than, than some of what we can bear. And because, but what happens is, is we may take them off, um, but then we put them back on. 
We may take them off, we may lay them aside, but then the nature of it is, oh, I remember the good old days and I'm going to put them on. And then somehow that when we choose to put on that old nature again, um, it, it doesn't go well for us, it doesn't go well for God, but it's so easy for us to get there. I was uh, listening to, to Gary Pond. Uh, Gary is a Celebrate Recovery Director in Tulsa. He's my sponsor. And, and I was hearing him talk about um, addiction and the nature of, of addiction. And, and he says that, that for addiction, um, so many of us think about it as problems, and they certainly are. Whatever the addiction might be, um, there's a problem. But he said the problem for the addict is that um, it's their solution to another problem, is that alcohol is their solution to a problem of feeling empty and feeling void. He said it this way, sin is an illegitimate way to meet a legitimate need. And so often, so many of our sins are because there is this deep and this painful hole, even as Christians, that we have in our lives, is that we have unresolved hurt, we have unresolved pain, and, and it's probably different for all of us in this room, of what it is that causes us to feel this way. And that what we end up happening is that we believe the lies, and those lies begin to corrupt us. Lies that say, you're not good enough. No matter what you do, you are not good enough. You're never going to be loved because you're unworthy of being loved. You are your most recent failure, and you've got lots of failures that you can say that you are. You are what the world says about you. You are what, what that person who broke up with you says about you. You are what your parents said about you 70 years ago, and, and that lie begins to corrupt us. And because there's that pain inside of us, then we choose and we try to find things to fix that. And because we're hurting, we act out of our hurt, and that lie and that sin gets into us. And so we sin as an illegitimate way to meet a legitimate need. And we all have needs in here. And again, I don't know your story, but I know that you have one, and, and part of that is that there is some brokenness. And, and, and so many times we choose, because we're in pain, we choose to grab that old sweatshirt that we know will make us feel comfy, but won't make us clean. And we choose that. And what God is inviting us in this text today and what Paul is telling the church in Ephesus and what God is telling the church in Mustang today is to throw off and throw away the old nature. Get it as far away as possible and instead let the Spirit renew you. I mean, this is, is what he says. So instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes. Put on your new nature Created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Um, when I was in Tulsa, um, I, uh, I, I came there and I had a couple of suits, but there was a gentleman at the church and um, he apparently thought I didn't have enough suits. Uh, a very generous man and uh, as, a, as, a, as a young adult, uh, he said, Aaron, I want you to go see my, ta- my suit guy over here at this place and uh, I'll go, go get yourselves a couple of suits. Um, and, uh, and it was, it was this idea of like, Hey, if you're going to be here, we're, we're going to like put on this new nature of wearing these suits. I still got those suits. They're wonderful. And I'm so thankful for the generosity, but there was something when I put on these suits of just feeling this newness that can happen, put on your new nature. All right. Walk in this new way of living, right? They talk about dress for the job you want, not for the job you have. Now, what's key here is that we are supposed to put on stuff, but the key thing is to what God does, not what we do. So instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. It doesn't say 
You renew your thoughts. You change your attitude. It says let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. And that's really what this whole sermon series, this Reformed sermon series is about, is that spiritual formation is about God's work in us, not our work for God. I said this last week, and it's still true, all right, that spiritual formation is not about what you do for God to make God happier with you, all right? This God is not your, your earthly father who, who demanded that you do these things in order to get loved. God is this heavenly father who wants to give you his spirit so that you can feel that love and that you do stuff for him from his spirit, not be, to earn his love, And so what we have to do is submit ourselves to God is to let him give us our clothes and then we put them on. Now, now we talked about a couple of things here very specifically to let the spirit renew your thoughts. Now, renewed thoughts are really all about what holds our attention. What is it that you give your attention to? Now, Now, we live in a world that wants your attention and pays a high, high amount for your attention the longer you watch this channel, the longer you stay on this site, whatever it is, they want your attention. And we have the power and the authority to choose what gets our attention and more what holds our attention. Now, there are things that are going to get our attention from time to time. All right, you and I will be distracted by all sorts of things, all right? I remember when we were outside doing our, our services, I loved it. The only thing that bothered me was all the distractions driving back and forth behind me. And every once in a while, I'd see your eyes look this way or that way, um, following what was going on, right? Like there are things that will, cap, that will get our attention, but they don't have to hold our attention. The problem is so many things get our attention and then hold our attention before we even realize it. And so renewing our thoughts means, God, I want your thoughts to come in. And I'm going to be open to that to let you hold my attention. And when I find myself having a thought that's not from you, I'm going to have the discipline to turn back to you. I'm going to put my phone down. I'm going to turn the TV off. Whatever it looks like, I'm going to be still and let God get a part of the thoughts. And one of the ways that we do that is that we spend time, we abide with Jesus Christ. We're present with him. And his thoughts will communicate through us, not just in that time, but also throughout the time as well. Now, it also talks about having renewed attitudes, all right? And this is another thing that we get to choose because a renewed attitude is really about what direction we face, all right? In, in, the, in the spiritual, Paul talks about it in Philippians chapter 2. He says, let the same attitude be in you that was in Christ Jesus, and, uh, and, and I heard a professor, he talked about that that's really about the direction that we face, that we have the same orientation, because so much of what our attitude depends on what it is that we see and the perspective on which we see things, all right? Um, and so if our perspective is healthy, we're going to be able to see things within that perspective. But if, if the direction we face is the wrong direction, we're going to see things that really maybe we shouldn't see. And so with our attitude, our renewed attitudes, is, is how are we looking and perceiving things? Do we make things bigger than they are, or do we make them smaller than they are? Do we make some things that aren't important really important, or do, do things have the right perspective? Are we facing things in the right way? And that is something that you and I can do, is we, we have an opportunity to let the Spirit renew our thoughts, what holds our attention, and also our attitudes, what directions we face. If I wake up in the morning and I say, this is the day 
that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And I believe that God is going to move in this day, and I'm going to be looking for God. You know what's going to happen? Is even if there's bad things, I'm going to see the good things in the midst of it. But if I wake up and I say, well, what's going to go wrong today? Lord Jesus, it's 2020. What's next, right? And something's going to happen, and, and, and that attitude is going to drag us down instead of lift us up. Um, and so we, we want to have the thoughts that God wants us to have. And so kids in box three, I want to invite you. What is a thought that you think God wants you to have? What is a way that he wants you to think or something he wants us to do? And so, so we have to choose, we have to put on the clothes, the thoughts that God wants us to have. We have to put on the attitudes that God wants us to have. And, and that is part of our choice. I shared this quote on, on Wednesday night, and I thought it was so good. I'll share it again on Sunday morning because I need to hear it. Um, but Bob Goff, and uh, he's a great Christian leader, um, he says this, Every day we get to choose whether to give the microphone to hope or to fear. The choice we make is the life we'll lead. Every day. My gosh, it's so true now. Every day we get to choose. Are we going to give the microphone to hope that says that, that God is at work and that good things can happen. And yes, there are bad things that will happen. But the bad things aren't the ultimate things because God has already conquered the ultimate things. And so are we going to give the voice to hope that says God can do something in the midst of this? And there are some days when it's harder than others. And there are some days when it's easier than others. But this is the choice we have to make. This is about our attitude. Are we going to face it with an attitude of hope or with an attitude of fear? And so as we, as we think about that, um, and I think this, the latter half of Ephesians chapter 4 that we read is really all about what are you going to do? And, and do you know, how can you tell if you, are, if you are wearing God's clothes or if you are wearing your old dirty ones? And he, and he goes through just a whole list of, of things, right? It says, so stop telling lies. So how do you know if you're in your old clothes, you're lying? How do you know if you're in your new clothes, you tell the truth? right? And, and he goes on and he says, don't let sin, and don't sin by letting anger control you. You will feel angry from time to time. That's a human emotion. But to sin is to let anger control you. Instead, don't let the sun go down while you are anger, right? While you're angry, for anger gives the foothold to the devil. That as we experience anger, do we let it consume us or do we let it pass through us. He talks about our hands. He says, if you are a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for good hard work and then give generously to those in need. Am I being a taker or am I being a giver with my hands? And that's one of the ways to determine what kind of clothes I'm wearing. Don't use foul or abusive language. That's the old self. Instead, let everything you say, that's a hard word, everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. And finally at the end, he says, get rid of all that. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. You have to get rid of it. You can't just say, oh, I don't like that, but I'm going to keep it there. And this is, again, what some of us do. We say, ooh, I like how I feel sometimes when I let somebody have it. So I'm going to keep this anger in my closet just that way, in case I'm ready, I can pull it back in. And the word here is get rid of it. Don't just take it off. 
get rid of it altogether. Instead, wear the clothes of God. Be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God in Christ forgave you. And so this is who God has called us to be, to take off the old and to put on the new. But it's not about us. It's about what God does in us. You know, we talk, uh, there's a statement out there that says, the clothes make the man. And, and there's this old line that talked about how the, the right clothes give different people authority in the midst of stuff. Um, and what, what we believe in, in with God is that the right clothing, being clothed with Christ, gives us the authority we need to live with it. And that clothing is something that God does in us. It's a gift from God that we choose to put on. We don't have to do it. And so don't hear this sermon as, as just get rid of anger and bitterness as if it's easy. Because if it was easy, you would have done it already. But the only way we can get rid of that is through the power of the Holy Spirit. And through what God does inside of us. Because Ephesians 4 does not work unless Ephesians 3 works in us. And so I want to share this prayer that Paul prefaces Ephesians 4 with at the end of Ephesians 3. So let me read this for us. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator, everything in heaven and on earth. And this is what he prays. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, all right, a closet like you couldn't believe, right? He will empower you with the inner strength through the Spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Isn't this what we want? For Christ to make his home inside of us as we trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's great love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. And I mentioned that pain we have inside of us, right? God's love can fill that pain more than anything else. You and I, we've tried all sorts of stuff. And so may we be able to experience how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now, all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. I love that line. God is able to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. There are so many of us who we would say, Lord, if you would just, if, if you would just help me to take this clothes off, if you would just help me to remove this area of my life just for a day, I'd be amazed. And God says, not only can we remove it for a day, but we can take it away forever. And as far as the east is from the west, so far are our sins for us. And what Paul wants them to do, and the only way this is possible, is for them to experience the love of God. And so, kids, in box four, I'm going to invite you to, to draw one way, maybe, that you have experienced the, the love of God, that you know that you are loved by God. 
So what I want us to do is um, I'm just going to have a a little, I'm going to pray. I'm actually going to pray this prayer over you all one more time, and then we're going to have a little bit of time of silent prayer. And then we'll join together in communion because it's this great way of taking in and receiving God's love. So let us, uh, let us pray. And so, Lord, we pray together that from your glorious unlimited resources that God will empower us with inner strength through your Holy Spirit that Christ will make his home in our hearts as we trust in him, that your roots will grow down into God's love and to keep us strong. And may we have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep your love is. May we experience the love of Christ though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. And so all glory to you, God, who is able through your mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to you in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. So let us pray now in stillness and in silence to receive that love of God. Thank you for listening to the Mustang UMC podcast. Once again, our services are at 8.30 and 10.50 a.m. every Sunday morning, and we would love to see you there. For more information about the Mustang United Methodist Church, please visit us at mustangumc.org or email us at office at mustangumc.org. That is office at mustangumc.org. We hope you enjoyed.